Good morning, everyone. Well, today we have a lot of things going on here. We have our VBS children present with us. If you were in VBS, please stand up. They either participated or they were volunteers, but they did a fantastic job. And uh, Vacation Bible School, VBS, is such an important part of the evangelization of our young people, helping them to grow stronger, closer, more uh, dearly to Christ. And it starts young. It starts young, before they realize how tough life can actually be, right? But already they're getting that theme They're getting a little bit of the taste of what it means to follow God. And that's why in the VBS this year, it was uh, roar, right? That was the theme, roar. But let me see if the kids remember, right? Let's see. Any volunteers here? You're a volunteer? Okay. So when life is scary, right? Okay, well, there it is, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. When life is scary, when life is unfair, when life changes, when life can be sometimes very sad, when when life is good, God is good. Yep. When life is unfair, when life... No, it's okay. okay. (laughs) When life throws all these things at you, God is good. And it is easy to say. It's very easy to say. Just as easy it is to say the creed, I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth, I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord. I believe in the Holy Spirit. I believe in the Holy Catholic Church. And yet, as you can see in the readings, in the first reading, which is a great reading, it doesn't give you much, but it's a great reading because Elijah was one of the great prophets in the Old Testament. And he was having tremendous success among the kings and the, and the royalty until he met up with Queen Jezebel and she got angry with him and she threatened him. And what did he do? He ran away. And when he finally came back, he said to God, I resign. I resign. Take my resignation. And the Lord said, no, before you resign, you're going to go and find your successor. And so he selected Elisha. Elisha would be the one that would take over after Elijah. And he went over to him and he found him and he put his cloak over him because that was, you know, every prophet had their little signature. And for Elijah, it was his cloak. And he put his cloak over him. And he said, Elijah, you are going to be, Elisha, you are going to become 
a great prophet. And he was like, great, great. You know, I can handle the fame, the fortune, right? And then he said, but let me go and say goodbye to my mother and my father. And Elijah says to him, uh, have I done anything to you? In other words, you can't. You can't go back. You've committed. And now, understand what it means to commit to God. And in the responsorial psalm, you are my inheritance, O Lord. Everything that we do, we do it for the Lord. Nothing else. No one else. And then in the second reading from St. Paul, he tells us, you're all free. You are all free in Christ. But that freedom was never meant to be used to sin. But that freedom instead was meant always to get closer and closer to God. So as children that have been blessed by God, redeemed by God, loved by God, forgiven by God, you can't abuse it. You can't take, you can't take advantage of it. Loving parents ought to have loving children. It's not like you say, I can break all the rules, and then it's okay. They love me. They love me. You can do whatever you want, and then you can say, don't worry about it. They'll forgive me like, you know, like that. No. If anything, our freedom, that love that we receive from God was meant to be given to us as a responsibility to get closer to God. And then finally, Jesus in the gospel, he mentions, he says, look, if you want to be my follower, then you can't look back. You cannot look back. You got to burn your bridges and you got to come follow me. But there is something about Christ that is so um, comforting. And that is, he knows how difficult it is. Not too long ago, there was a young lady who wrote me an email and said, Father, guess what? And I said, What? I have been baptized. And I wrote back and I said, weren't you baptized when you were a baby? And she wrote back and she said, yes, but now I have been baptized. Because before I hadn't committed my life 100% to Jesus. And I wrote back and I said, what does that look like? What does it look like to commit your life 100% to Jesus? And they wrote back and, well, you're a priest, Father. You know? You know what it means. I said, no. What does it look like to commit your life 100% to Jesus? I don't know. I mean... I try as best that we can. But when I made that commitment at the age of 27, you know, the only good thing about making a commitment is that you really don't know what you're committing to. (laughs) Right? Imagine when you got married at 21 or 25 or 26 or 27 or 30, whatever. And then you've got most of your life 
is after the commitment, not before. And you have no idea what you're getting yourself into. And we have to be honest. It is very tough. One of the stories that has always kind of shook me is this, I don't think you've, you've ever heard of this individual's name. His name is Charles Templeton. Charles Templeton was one of Billy Graham's partners. He was an evangelist, and he was a committed Christian. And in the 1930s, they, they, the two of them would go around the country preaching the, the, the love of God, preaching Jesus as their personal Lord and Savior. And then, not even 10 years later, he was a devout atheist. And when people tried to explain away his atheism, they'll say, well, he didn't really commit. He had not really committed 100% to Christ. How do you know? How do you know? That's embarrassing to say something like that. You're going to tell me that the guy didn't really believe? and Well, obviously not. Well, no. Life can be scary. Life can be hard. Life can be tough. We can't say that, well, I've committed 100%. Well, okay. I remember when I was in the seminary, there was this young man who scared me to death. Because one day, he was, you know, while we were working or something, and he, I think he... I asked him, you know, where, would, where do you hope to be sent? Because we were all studying to be missionaries. And he said, I hope to be sent to one of the toughest countries in the world so I can become a martyr. And I was like, oh, wow, yeah. <laughs> I am not kidding. Not even two weeks later, he was gone. And I, I asked our superior, I said, what, whatever happened to, what's his name? And he goes, oh, yeah, yeah, well, you know, and it was summertime. Well, we asked him to go mow the lawn <laughs> in the afternoon. And he said, but it's really hot out. Can I do it later? And he goes, no, do it now. And he said, uh, well, I don't, you know, it's really hot. I can do it later. I mean, mow the lawn. Well, then a few other things, a few more, you know, no, no, no. And then finally, he left. Well, my dear friends, it's hard to be a martyr if you can't mow the lawn. <laughs> and you know what? It made me feel great. It made me feel great. Because I was like, I don't think I could, I don't know, I don't think I could be a martyr. I mean, I would be scared. Our commitment is not a one-time deal. It's something we have to renew every single day. A marriage commitment is something that if we don't renew 
every single day, we could easily, easily break that commitment. It's something that we have to pray for each other. It's not a given. It doesn't matter what position you have. It doesn't matter what you do. It's something that has to be renewed all the time. Why? Because life can be unfair. Life can be scary. Life can bring you many moments of sadness. It can throw a, um, a wrench in all your plans. And we have to believe that God is there and God is good. You know, I was reading, if you notice these stones here, these stones represent the good times, right? They represent all of God's blessings. And I have this piece of paper. And so, you know, I read the little explanation here. And it's not to knock anybody, but it says, What good things has God done for you? You have family and friends who love you, yes? Yes. How has God provided you with food, a home, and things to enjoy? Has God provided you with food, a home? Yeah. But is God good because he's given me a home? How about all the poor people? How about all the poor people that live in other places around the world? Is God not good? You've got to be careful when you say that God is good because of look at what he's done for me. No. Never. God is good because he has given his son as our savior and our redeemer. He knows how to love. He knows how to forgive. He knows how to show mercy. And he knows how to get us home. After that, well, if God has blessed us, blessed be God forever. If God has given us a tough year, Blessed be God forever. Because it's an opportunity to grow closer to the Lord. And if God strikes us dead, blessed be God. Because I'm finally home. So, my dear friends, just a few things in summary. The call is made at the very beginning. We make a commitment early in our life. And we have to work hard to stay committed every single day. Don't take anything for granted. The call and answer must be renewed always. The commitment must be hard fought. You will have to fight hard for your commitment. It will not come easy. Christ isn't being mean when he tells them, Don't look back. Burn your bridges. He's being honest. There will will be people in this world that will love to tear you down. Be ready for it. There will be people in this world that would love to tell you you made the biggest mistake in your life. Be ready for it. For all our parents, you know, when life is unfair, scary, changes, sad, good, for all, your par- for all the parents that are here, you've got to teach, little by little, your children what it means when life is unfair, when life is scary. 
when life can be sad. Don't hide those things from your children. Don't be afraid to let your children see that marriage, right, is a commitment and it's work, hard work. Because we got to share the good news and the tough news, right? The good and the tough. For better, for worse. In sickness and in health. We follow the best that we can. It's not a one-time deal. And we pray for each other. That with the prayers of one another, we can overcome all our obstacles and difficulties and help each other to come home to our eternal home. Amen.